0: struggle with negative thoughts. We all have them, but how do we actually transform our thinking to be more helpful than hurtful in our everyday lives? Hello, hello, hello. Happy Monday. How y'all doing? How y'all feeling? Excited to be here.
1: Yes, welcome to Carly's Couch. We have another good episode for you today that's kind of going through some things that we've been thinking about and also kind of connects to some of the last episodes that we've been having um carly tell us tell us why we want to talk about. Uh, a couple of weeks ago um so what makes this so different outside of just the opposite of that episode
0: yeah so a couple of weeks ago we talked about toxic positivity and the problems with trying to force everything in your life to feel good and to be good and Um, how that can actually do a lot more harm than good. Like, although it's great to have a positive mindset, it's bad to try to force things in your life to be anything. And that actually kind of coincides with last week's episode about detachment. Um, Today's episode is actually a framework to help you dissect your own negative thoughts and get to the root of like our own suffering. Like there's a quote, like, um, you know, our thoughts are not facts and just a way to kind of explore them. And I wanted to talk about this because last week, Um, I noticed that I was stuck in this loop of negative thinking. Um, And as someone who, you know, does the work, like I go to therapy, I journal, I do all the things that I need to do to stay self-regulated. I noticed that still sometimes I have these negative thoughts that come up and make me feel really bad. And I, um, like mid snowball with negative thoughts down here, I was like, man, I really want to, you know, learn how to challenge these in addition to the ways we've already talked about, like we had Steve on on here talking about imposter syndrome and presenting opposite evidence, you know, whenever you're having these thoughts that they'll tell you you're not enough. But like, what if that doesn't work? Or what if I tried that and it just doesn't feel authentic? Like, how can I really explore these negative thoughts? And so synchronistically, I was listening to a podcast, uh, Lewis House Full of Greatness with Dr. Daniel Amen. Um, And he, actually brought up this framework we're going to talk about today it's called the work and it's five questions by byron katie who's an author and a speaker um in the like self-help space and so that's it was helpful for me i shared it with a friend i was like man i'm trying to share it with the vouch.
1: before we go into um you know what they were talking about podcast um while you were just kind of giving that intro there it made me think like negative thoughts are natural and i mean we're not going to always be think positively and of course because we're so such emotional creatures like we are going to um have those thoughts sometimes at what point is it something that we need to address because i don't necessarily think just because you're like oh man i'm looking a little extra big today or right? every little eye is like oh, okay cool like i don't think you need to necessarily break down everything or try to be aware of every little thing but at what point do you think that um you know having negative thoughts is something to address
0: I think that you need to address your negative thoughts um more seriously whenever it starts to impact your day meaning that like you feel like you're unable to show up as your best self for work or you start feeling really lethargic like you don't want to go do your workout like whenever it starts impacting your emotions on such a high level that you're not showing up or not able to show up as your best self like it's a big deal because you know our thoughts can cause suffering we're the only animal in the whole world that can convince our brain that something is happening when it's not and um that starts to weigh on you so anytime that you really start to feel that heaviness like for me it's like okay you know we all have negative thoughts all the time cool but whenever it starts to make me like seep into other areas of my life. I start to feel real sad and just carrying it around all day. Like when I notice that I'm carrying them throughout the day, that's probably a sign that you should stop and examine them.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And I've experienced that as well, where it's like, sometimes it just like affects your whole day. Um, Once you kind of get into like the spiral of thinking a certain way or thinking about a thing. Um, But also I feel like when it happens, a lot of times it is around like something specific happening in life or within a relationship or um, a scenario at work or somewhere. And so is there any difference you think in, you know, the things that are happening day to day and and or just being like a person or like living a life where it's just like, you know, no matter what's going on, like you just tend to like fall into the trap.
0: Um. if if I understand correctly, like, I I think, you know, we we can't stop situations from happening that kind of, you know, suck or whatever sometimes and and are are impactful. But I, I, like I said, I think it's important whenever they start to really weigh on you and impact everything else in your life is whenever it needs to be examined, like, you don't always have to be okay, you don't always have to feel good. And not like that's that toxic positivity, like not allowing yourself to have those emotions. But
1: Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. to
0: the extent that it starts to affect the rest of your life like I think that's time like you can't control and what's guess, going on it's okay to be sad
1: but mm-hmm. I guess a better question would have been like these exercises for for all those things or is this like for a particular you know being in a particular space or having particular type of negative thoughts or something like that
0: Great question. So I think I'm still newer to this. And so y'all work with me as I'm talking through this today. Um, Just learned it this week. But I think it's in in those moments, like whenever you start to feel overwhelmed, or when it is affecting your day. So specifically, that's what it worked Mm -hmm. for me. Like whenever Mm -hmm. your your everyday um, upkeep, you know, self care and mental health activities are not working, and you feel yourself careening downhill, like this might be a thing to help you stop spiraling. It might not for other people this might be you know something you use to help you level up to the next level in your career you know if you find yourself like having a barrage of negative thoughts mm-hmm. there but for me I would say if this is like whenever I'm about to be mid-spiral I can see myself doing this to like catch myself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay yeah and and so um do we want to talk through the questions first or do we just want to go through an exercise and then talk about them
1: um well let's let's do go through it I guess um what are some examples of negative thought I get yeah I want to like talk about like what are the examples of like types of negative thoughts that you would do this with um and then we can go through maybe choose one of those examples and then go through to see like how you would you would do this exercise
0: okay cool I'm like man actually you know we be putting everything in the notes in our phone I'm like let me find one of my thoughts that I was going through okay um should I have this ready I guess I can just go off the top of my head so I did have a situation happen where I got triggered um and you know led to a little dispute uh with you know someone I'm dating and I started to feel a type of way afterwards which is fine like it's okay but then I noticed like I was like real sad and didn't do the stuff I needed to do, you know, Sunday night. And then the next day I kind of woke up sad and I was like, man, like what's going on? And so I was having feelings of, you know, oh man, I feel rejected. I feel like I'm too much. I feel like, um, you know, he's going to abandon me. I feel like I messed up uh, and that he doesn't see me. I feel unappreciated. So I was having all the feelings. Um, And, you know, most of them are my own and have nothing to do with said person. But that's when I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, this is a a good thing to go through." So those are some of the ones that I explored with the five questions.
1: Hmm. So your so your negative thoughts in this example were were kind of anxiety about what's going to happen in the future. Yeah, essentially. Okay. Um, let me think of a couple examples too, because. I think a lot of, uh, I recognize that a lot of your examples tend to be around you having feelings around other people or like what that makes you feel as far as what's happening in a relationship, any type of relationship, like family, friends, whatever. Um, But I think think also about like negative thoughts around stuff like um, I can't handle something, like maybe like, oh man, I can't handle work or, um, I'm not going to be able to do something. Um, there's also negative thoughts around... Um, hmm. Actually, I and mean, then even with those, those are around your capabilities, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what are some other examples of, of negative thoughts that could kind of show like maybe a different um kind of like a different category or like angle of what people may be thinking about oh um I don't is it negative thoughts when you're when it's like things that you have to deal with like um negative thoughts when it's like oh I don't know how I'm gonna pay my bills this month or stuff like that or is that just for me
0: I was gonna say for yeah for me maybe not that but maybe a play on that like so the trigger could be like oh man I don't know how I'm gonna pay my bills but then the thoughts that kind of come from that where Man, I'm I'm not good with money. I'm always messing up with money or um I need to do better. I'm not doing enough. Um then I was just thinking of other of other things that could happen. Like maybe victim thoughts, like victim thoughts. Like mm-hmm. you you feel like you're always on the receiving and like, man, they they always give other people the promotion. I'm always getting I'm always getting overlooked. That might be another thought. You know, like people don't appreciate the value that I bring or mm-hmm or if you show up to like a, maybe a social social situation like oh man you know i'm not i wish i was well that's not a negative thought i'm not good at talking to people people don't understand my energy i don't know i was trying to think of something like maybe in a social mm-hmm. situation
1: mhm no i think all of those make sense um guess i just want to to clarify like what types of things fit here cuz i think sometimes too you don't really I don't say you don't recognize which what thoughts are negative, but I think it's it's not always like very black and white. Like we we're thinking things, and it's not so much as like a direct negative thought as much as if you really looked at it, you are kind of like limiting yourself. So it's just definitely not not necessarily positive if that makes sense. Um, like you might not be saying like oh, I'm so stupid every day. Like it might not be that direct, but um, it may be you know it may be kind of hidden.
0: Yeah, and I think I think they do. I think it is more of the underlying beliefs. Um, and we did a whole episode about rumination, and so I think that this mm-hmm. is a good thing. Whenever you find yourself ruminating on a subject and like really just stuck in it, or if you notice that it's a pattern, so if at every job you go to you feel like you're getting overlooked for a promotion because people suck and are manipulative and are you know whatever towards you, like uh, if it's every job that then that might be a time to look at yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. And also, I think it's important to point out, when we're going through this exercise and answering these questions about the negative thought, shouldn't we, do you agree or disagree, shouldn't we make sure that the actual thought that we're addressing is the one that has to do with us? And for example, if, oh man, uh, he's going to abandon me, like that's not, I mean, maybe that is what the question is, or is the question around like, how you feel about the thing like you can't answer the questions about another person if if that makes sense that's what i'm kind of trying to get to
0: well i think that you can almost start and i I could be wrong but i think you could almost start with any thought and it Mm -hmm. will inevitably lead you back to yourself and the underlying belief that you're struggling with you so it seems like it's him or her or whomever they but then it always comes back to like your real root rooted belief in yourself that you need to fix you know or heal not fix but heal
1: Got it. Okay. Well, let's take one, one of these in and go through and see how it works out. Okay.
0: Um, any, do you want to do a work one or a self one? or you want me to pick one?
1: Um, let's pick one of the ones that you said, or let's both have a different one and then we can maybe go through. Yeah, um, I like that. I'm trying
0: to find, I had a whole little, right out on on this joint
1: <clears throat> the one i would go through um that would be kind of applicable for me is um but I, I mean this isn't really what i'm thinking right now exactly but um and this is just for experience purposes <laughs> maybe, i know maybe something like um there i, I have so much to do i'm never going to get it done like something like that does that maybe that counts
0: yeah because I am
1: like in real life I am dealing with the stress of having like a zillion things on my plate and I I don't know while I feel the stress of it I don't know if that's what I'm telling myself exactly like I don't know if I'm telling myself I can't do I'm just I just what I keep saying is I have a lot I have a lot I have a lot that's the and maybe that's negative I don't know if that's negative or not um but that's I have a lot I'm so so tired but I don't necessarily say like I can't do it or it won't get done or whatever but maybe I'm worried about it getting done
0: yeah I mean and that could be the thing maybe and you can pick whichever one you want but maybe the thought is like man I have so much stuff I'm worried I'm never going to get it done which is essentially like what you started with Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. okay um and then what's yours um mine is um let's see if don't do that one I just say okay I'm um I am not lovable
1: is that really what you be thinking poor thing sometimes (laughs) no and I'm not even trying to trying to dismiss it It's like, damn um we say I am not lovable and what
0: no that's it
1: or that's it that's okay Okay. I think, no, and actually I've thought that before. Again, I think, I think what makes it like, damn, sometimes it's like, just to say it straight out like that, because while, what I feel like I would never, do that, I am not lovable, but, but that's what you're saying. You're thinking about what is like, in line of like action, the things you say, or how you act sometimes when, um, you are like in a space like you're always trying to prove yourself or you know, trying to do too much and get somebody's attention or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Like that may be the underlying thing. Um and maybe you're just at a space where it's like very clear to you to just get straight to it with what is that underlying thought.
0: And by saying, yeah, maybe that's a good, a good thought. So maybe because I've only discovered that that's something I, I struggle have struggled with um through therapy and, you know, all that stuff. So maybe the thought, like one of the thoughts that leads to that, one of the more like top level thoughts would be like Mm. I'm too much so maybe I'll just say I'm too much
1: and as in like oh I'm too needy type of thing
0: yeah like I'm too needy I'm too Mm -hmm. emotional I'm too sensitive Mm,
1: okay and even that probably comes from what somebody else is not doing um, or doing
0: yeah okay So we have our two thoughts. So I have so much to do. I'm never going to get it done. And I'm too much. I'm too needy, too emotional, too sensitive. Okay. So question one, you have your thought. Is this true? This question can change your life. So take a moment, be still and ask yourself if, you know, what you thought um, and she recommends to journal this so you can write it down so you can actually Mm -hmm. see it. Um, What you wrote down is true. Is it true?
1: Just straightforward answer that. Yep. Um, is it true? Yes, I do have so much to do. I'm never going to get it done. Is not true.
0: Okay. Can you know uh, that it is abs- not absolutely? Oh, let me do mine. Is it true? I'm too much, too needy. I mean, maybe sometimes, probably. We'll go with sometimes. Um, and then the question too is, can you absolutely know it's true? This is another opportunity to open your mind and go deeper into the unknown. And to find the answers that live beneath like what we think we know about something. Um, So can you know for sure? Why would this be any
1: different from, is it true? Like what's the difference here?
0: So the difference is like for mine, um, is it true? Sometimes, like I could be too needy or too emotional sometimes, but is it absolutely true? No, it's not absolutely true because it's not all the time. It's not a fixed state. That's how I- I So
1: absolutely, literally as in like, is it an absolute? Yes.
0: Yeah. Is it one hundred percent absolutely true? Okay.
1: Okay. Um. I, I Yeah. Same for me. I guess is that it's not.
0: Okay. And then the next question, question three, is like, how do you react? Like, how do you feel? Like, what happens whenever you believe that thought? And this question opens up um, an internal like cause and effect. So you can see that when you start to believe this thought, you notice that you start to feel discomfort, you feel fearful, you feel panic, you start to treat the other person different if it involves it, or you start to be mean to yourself. And so, you know, how do you react whenever you believe this thought? And then like, how does it make you feel? And she says, make a list and be specific. So whenever you have all this stuff to do and you think you're never going to get it done, how does that make you feel?
1: Um, what? So how, how I react um, internally is when I'm always, when I'm thinking about what's on my plate or what I need to do, um, I get very stressed in my body. My chest gets tight. I find my... Self going in a loop, like a mental loop of the to-do list or the things, and trying not to forget stuff, and or I find myself um, kind of looking at things and it's like in the space of always just trying to sort everything um, and uh, how I feel. How do you how do you treat yourself when you believe that thought? Um, and how I feel, um, if I'm thinking about having too much to do or, um, not being able to get it done or just needing to figure out how to get it done, I guess I, I do start to feel, um, like I want to just distance from everything, or I feel like I want to just quit everything and just not, not do it. Or I start thinking about like, eh, do I even really need to do this? Um, so I kind of feel avoidant probably in general, um, and just uh, am trying to get away from feeling, like, that overwhelm.
0: No, that's great. Um, supplemental question. When you're in that state, do you feel like you can do your best work?
1: No, but in an easier Thing to recognize is that when I am getting things done, I'm not in that state of thinking about uh, not being able to get it done, most likely. But there's it kind of ebbs and flows. Like there's there's times where I'm not thinking about it. I have the same amount to do. Sometimes I mean, some I do have more at at times. But um, there's some there's the weeks where I just tend to attack things and just get it done. And then there's weeks where it's like I don't know. It's like you're you're just so blown. You also don't move as well and getting it done Mm -hmm. or it's almost like that's just like an extra hoop of thought instead of just like all right let me just start and just do a thing like it kind of prevents you from like really getting into it the way you need to
0: wow that's a really good guide and thank you um so my question three how do you feel like how would you feel if this thought was true like how do I feel when I believe this thought it makes me sad um it makes me Feel rejected and feel lonely. I start to, you know, get knots in my chest and tenseness in my jaw, kind of makes me want to cry and not do anything and just lay in bed all day. Um, it starts to affect my relationships because when I'm feeling like that, then my energy is off. So then I'm bringing this, you know, weird energy into my relationships and into my work. And It's a, it's a trickle down thought. I treat myself, I get mad at myself whenever I, you know, struggle with these thoughts that I know aren't true, but then that still come up sometimes. Um, And then, yeah, it just starts to affect my entire day. So thinking about ripples in a pond, Mm -hmm. um, it just spreads out into everything else. And so once you have your list and you're pretty specific and explore, you know, what it looks like whenever you believe this thought, the next one is Who would you be without this thought? Like, if you didn't believe this thought, if you knew it wasn't true at all, like imagine yourself Mm -hmm. like in this situation without believing this thought, how would your life be different if you didn't, like if if this thought couldn't even exist? Like, how would you feel if you were in the same situation doing the same things, but this thought was non-existent? Like you knew for certain it like wasn't true. It wasn't a thing. You never had to think about it.
1: Mm -hmm. That's a good one to think about. Um, you would just, I don't know, I guess I, in the work example, you would just make the moves you need to make. Um, if it didn't exist that you even thought about having too much, maybe it would have, have a different perspective of um, just getting the things done, coming at it from a perspective of, um, Okay, let's be excited about what there is to get done today or, or whatever the project actually is. Um, and being maybe more into the work or into the project, more than like being upset about having to do the work or project. Um, and then it just probably getting done.
0: And then which do you prefer? Like a life with, with this thought or without it? And then w- which feels more peaceful?
1: Oh, it definitely feels more peaceful to not have that thought, right? To not think about things as like uh, piling up or think about what you have to do um, in that way.
0: Mm -hmm. And so mine, who would I be without this thought? I would be able to be more present in my relationships because I wouldn't be worried about how I'm showing up or that people are going to reject me if I show up as my full self like if I feel like I'm too much or too sensitive um I would also not be able to be vulnerable with people um and so if that thought didn't exist I would be able to have you know deeper more vulnerable more honest and authentic relationships um I would be myself and unapologetically which feels really nice and not not worrying about or giving a fuck what other people think Um, and It feels so much more peaceful. I'm much kinder to myself in that version of my life where I don't struggle with those thoughts. Yeah, I just, yeah. If they just didn't exist, life would be, you know, life quality would improve. And Mm. so um, that's the fourth question. The last one, oh, go ahead. I'm going to type
1: something down about that though. I'm going to type something down about that we can come back to after we do the fifth question though.
0: Okay, cool. So the... Fifth question is, it's called a turnaround. And what that means is like, how do you turn this thought around? Turnarounds are potent perspective shifts that can bring you right into the heart or the thoughts of judgments that cause suffering. They are an inquiry of the truth behind the exact opposite of a thought. Um, and this is because disappointments are always created internally. Like we always create the disappointments and the dramas and stuff inside of ourselves. And the more you understand this, the more you understand that your external re- environment is just a reflection of you and how you're feeling. And so um, the turnaround just gives you an opportunity to experience the opposite of what you believe. And this is the kind of the one that's like mm, harder for me to understand. Um, that's why I said, bear with me. I'm just thinking through it. But um, where did my note go here we go yeah so taking the original thought and turning it on the opposite and just asking yourself now is this true so for example Lex on your thought it is you know I have so much to do I'm never going to get it done so how I would flip that for you and then ask you if it's true like you you always have a lot to do and you always get it done is that true
1: Mm at some point yes
0: Mm -hmm. do you have any evidence that you know you usually get things done yes even when you're feeling like you don't
1: even when I'm feeling like I don't get them done
0: yeah you are even whenever you're having these thoughts and feeling like you're not ever going to
1: finish them um yeah usually the things that need to get done get done or if it gets done later I mean it still just gets done
0: and then does does this thought help you? Like the thought of you never being able to get it done, does that help you at all?
1: No, it doesn't and, necessarily lead to any progressive movement.
0: And then does it help you get what you want? Having that thought? No. So those are um some... Like that was how the guy on uh, Dr. Daniel Amen like talked through it on Lewis's podcast, and I found that very helpful. When I started mm-hmm. to actually read about the turnaround, I got a little bit more confused because in her example, she says take your thought and then give three turnaround, like exact opposite. So for mine, I would say um, I'm not too much. I am just enough. Uh, I my um, I, I don't I don't really know how to do the opposite of like of my negative thoughts. Which is why I like thinking about if you just believe the opposite, what does that look like in your life? Does
1: it help you? Do you have examples for it? Wait, so you're saying you can't do the I'm too needy one, turn it around?
0: Yeah, I was gonna say what what I don't to me, I don't really know like a turnaround thought that I'm not needy, that I don't that I, you know, just have I have enough just enough
1: sensitivity. Actually, I think yours is a good example, right? Of we don't have what what is negative and what is positive? To say I'm too needy. What's negative about that is that you are penalizing yourself for your needs. So you don't also you don't have to be like I, I'm not needy because you do have needs, right? So that's where kind of like with some of that it's like, I don't know, it's it's the negative the negative thought is you feeling like these are too much or that they cannot be handled by somebody as opposed to Um, turning that around is more of a a shift internally, probably to say, hey, I have these particular needs and that can be met by me and the right person. Um, And I think like what I was just jotting down after that fourth question is thinking about the fact that, um, sure, we can say things like, oh, talk about how life could be better without that thought of feeling like, oh, I'm too needy or I'm too much or whatever but that doesn't necessarily mean that the situation that led you to thinking that or, or fed, you let allow to feed that thought doesn't actually exist. And so sometimes it's beyond you thinking a thing, right? You can be like, no, actually, you know what? Um, my needs are okay. And maybe this person is not the right person who can meet them. And so that's different, right? Where we have to still think about like in real life, what does that mean for what we need to do in our situations so that we're not always in the same spiral of a person making triggering those thoughts because you're always gonna still get triggered. It doesn't matter how much you go through these like exercises and questions if you gotta do them every other day because of that same situation. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So like, yeah. at what point do you process like what you really need to do about your life situations? And even with mine, like I haven't, I've been traveling for the last week and I haven't um, been able to move uh, through work, which is why it's, it's also piling up. And while there may be a reason for that and, and folks are like, okay, yeah, we understand. I know also this week is going to be like, okay, so now I need, I have to double up or figure out how to get all those things still done while they may have get, given me a day or whatever, the stuff still needs to get done. And so it's still like, okay, how do you actually resolve the situation in a way where, um, hey, maybe the problem is we need to remove these particular things from around us that are causing you to doubt yourself because there are people who, who you can have in your life you can have different friends, different relationships, different whatever, um, who will support what you do need if you acknowledge and if your turnaround is perhaps understanding what you need and being okay with that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really great question and great perspective and also just a great reminder is like no matter how much self-work you do, like the people around you really matter, like you can be healed and be gaslit by, you know, someone having you thinking, you know, crazy stuff and so, being very aware of those situations around you. But I think the idea of this is not it is to help you realize your own part in all of these situations. And I, I copied an example from an article I was reading about it because the way they took the person through it, the original thought was, in order for me to be happy, I need Lyle to admit that he hurt and betrayed me and I need him to offer an apology. That was her thought, mm-hmm. I need this, otherwise I'm not gonna be happy. At the end, mm-hmm. she realized, man, I need to admit, because he left her. That was the beginning of the story is that her husband left her, like he left. And so mm-hmm. in order for her to be happy in her head, she noticed, she was like, man, I need him to apologize. At the end, she realized like, man, I need to admit that I'm hurting myself every time I ruminate about him. And instead mm-hmm. of waiting for him to apologize, maybe I need to apologize to myself for what I've been doing to me and move on.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's like,
0: okay, so this That's can be- exactly
1: what exactly what I go through. Or with everything, right? Like, because you're you're right. You have to understand like your part in it. And not even your part in anything that happened, because we want what you just said. It's not your part in what happened, it's your part in how you move forward. Because I think we feel like we need a certain closure around certain things. Um and and you really have to just do that yourself. I so I really like that example a lot. Um, and one, uh, before it slips my mind, um, what I've been thinking about lately is um like between in a relationship, right? To the thought of, or the thought I've been flipping, instead of thinking about um, a relationship that didn't work as, oh, well, he's this and he's that. And like, you know, you can, it's easy to say like things about the other person or even things about yourself too. But then I've started changing it to make it like, how can I make it less negative versus positive? Because it's not that, right? It only feels like that for you, but how can you make this a statement that is just like it is what it is so for example instead of it being like um well he didn't want to do this or he did that or whatever uh the statement can be more so hey the things that I desire and the things that I want um and the things that you want and the things that you that you offer just aren't aligned you know so like in a way it's like it's okay if, if you want to do if you're looking for a certain you know whatever even though you might think like Ooh, so you want to have you know talk to 20 women and blah blah blah. like you might judge that but instead of judging it's like okay if that's what they want to do and that's what they want to do um and and being able to be okay with statements like that that's what that's what helps me be okay with certain types of statements to say like you want this and I want that and they're just not the same instead of it being like you're you're wrong or I should get a thing or you didn't do this for me or you don't want to do a thing for me like no they don't but that's you know it's only it's only hurting yourself and it's only not okay when you're trying to force it to be something else
0: yes and i think that's the purpose of of this exercise in general is is to help us get to a better thought and to kind of change Mm -hmm. the the attachment to the to the negativity because like brains our brains really be trying to help us like they're always trying to find a solution they're always trying to justify things but we don't realize that sometimes we have you know these deeply rooted negative beliefs and or we're looking for, you know, solutions and things that we can't possibly understand with other people. Like mm-hmm. homegirl's looking for him, you know, cause he left, she was like, oh man, it's my fault. I did all this. It might not have anything to do with her, but her brain is trying to make sense of things. And so we get stuck in those loops of trying to fix it. When in reality is like, you know, I love how you mentioned it's just us and our thoughts and how we choose to move forward. Like, what are we going to do with those thoughts? And so I think this is a great way to help you flip um, those thoughts and not so much focus on, you know, what was lacking or what wasn't there or the, the differences and just moving forward and what you want and your concept of, of self and what you need and what you desire.
1: Yeah, and I think with like negative thinking too, it's just really important to catch, catch like when you're really just trying to own somebody else's problems or issues as well, or like, you know, if the negative thought has to do with other people or how something else or somebody else makes you feel um I don't I think sometimes we just hold on to other people's stuff a little bit more than we need to um or what we think that says about us as opposed to just being like uh no I'm this is what I want is this and or or what I need is this and that's okay like it doesn't really have to be about the other person
0: yeah and that delves into like the detachment like you want it to work so bad that you keep running Mm -hmm. into all of these things where you're misaligned like wondering why things ain't working out or why you keep coming into the same issues and it's like there might just be a misalignment and I also hate the misnomer that like if a relationship doesn't work out then it wasn't successful like you're not meant to do life with everybody forever you know like friends um, relationships all of that and so Looking at lessons learned, looking at what's there and being okay with moving on and and getting to what you do want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, I'll link uh, like Byron Katie in the notes so y'all can actually go do more research. But I think this is a great way to explore negative thoughts. Um, I saw a study that it's like, we have anywhere from like 15 to 60,000 thoughts a day. um, And 80% of them are typically negative. And I think after the age of like 34, 35, 95% of them stay the same. And so this is a way to start to challenge those beliefs and start to flip them. Like Lexi said, whenever you notice that you're too too invested into how someone is responding or what you need from them in order to be a certain way um, and really centering yourself. So Mm
1: -hmm. yeah, I'm glad I got to share. Go ahead. I, was just gonna say, I think a good exercise for this too, because sometimes it's hard to catch, is to journal. We talked about this before, but I say to journal or write things down or like in your phone notes, et cetera, that's what I'll do sometimes. Like when I'm feeling some kind of way, like you can write it how you feel it, but then when you kind of put that down and look at it later, you can, a lot of times you can be like, oh, you know what? Like it's easier to kind of flip it when you're, when you're reading it and when you see it Um, and it's, it gets easier to see patterns because one thing I think we do a lot too is especially if it's about like a relationship or another person Um you may be like oh well he's um, not doing this or that or he's not listening to me or whatever the things are and what I find sometimes is that I'll go into um, kind of starting to justify things by like well I'm but I'm you know I am kind of doing this and maybe I need to give them space to do that, and even that's, like, taking up too much, right, like, like, you can find yourself being over responsible where it's, like, oh, no, scratch all that, like, this wasn't okay, and, and, you know, or whatever, right, like, sometimes we're doing too much, um, and just trying to, like, overthink about it, but whatever, whatever it is, like, that you're having negative thoughts about, just write it, write this stuff down, however you're feeling it, but then you kind of go back later, and you can look at it, and think about, um, like, these questions, maybe even, like, what is true here, what is not, um, and how's what is a different way to think about all of this in a way where you're not necessarily making anybody a bad guy? Like life is life; people do what they do, um, or you know, with situations with work or whatever. Like you don't have to like make something else the bad guy, but and you don't have to be the good guy, um, and vice versa. So.
0: And I think the most important thing is like being honest with yourself. Like I'm embarrassed that I wrote that stuff down. When sometimes when I write how I'm feeling, I go mm-hmm. back and look at it. And I'm like, oh my
1: God, why was
0: I going through a sad girl? Like, what's going on?
1: Right. Looking weak, right? Yeah. I've done <laughs> it too.
0: Weak. Like, why am I? But I think that's important because that gives you a great vantage point of like, damn, I really be there sometimes. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like not being yourself up, but it gives you a chance to, you know, grow through that. And the last thing that I'll say from the podcast episode that I really enjoyed is the doctor was saying um, that, you know, everybody inherently is living life for what they want. Like, and I mean, that can be altruistic and that feels good too, but that's still what you want. Like, if, you know, if you want to help people, that's still something that is like who you are and you're living life how you want. And so when he added the two questions, like, you know, does this thought help me? Does this thought help me get what I want? Like that's, I think that that's an interesting perspective on Byron Katie's work, because you can really look at like, are you building up your mindset in a way to achieve the life that you want? And are these in alignment with your goals? And so, you know, reframing everything, nobody is is a villain. Um, I mean, yeah, whatever. Nobody's really a villain, like in your story is just like, you know, their wants differed from yours. And that's okay to be different, but just refocusing on what you want. So adding, you know whenever you're thinking through this like does this not help me like how does it get me what I want how can I reframe this to get me what I want
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah so we'll link that in the show notes hit us
1: and at- you know oh. what sorry I know we're trying to end it <laughs> but good. one other thing I would like to add is think about who you want to be because for example when you're reading things that you say and you like dance is weak like of course like nobody like if, if that's the person you are like that's not attractive to what you want most likely and so like moving in a space of in this case maybe more confidence or even if your negative thoughts are about yourself your body hair weight whatever um, like to move in a space of confidence or or in a different space is what's going to get you uh, feeling better about a lot of those things so I think you also have to understand like who you want to be and then like how does that person act where we've talked about like alter egos and things like that like Mm -hmm. sometimes that's how you need to step into that um to get through with some of this some of this negativity um to kind of show yourself
0: and as much as you know people be like fake it till you make it like yeah to a degree you know when you're being inauthentic And also I'll say like a healthy dose of delusion or creating this alter ego is great because you really can't convince your brain that things happen whenever they don't. If you can do it in a bad way in stressful situations, you can do it in a positive way, like finding one thing you love about your body in front of a mirror every day. Yeah, my toenails is fire, You know, and slowly building up that confidence Mm -hmm. in yourself. And I say that as a joke, but I'm serious. That's like a way to start to build those things that you want to see and growing into who you want to be. So the same way that your brain you know creates negative it can also create positive and so shifting some of that energy like man today is going to be a great day i feel so good about that i learned this this and kind of talking yourself up as well as much as you do being down mm-hmm.
1: and about things that are real not about what's to come like when we talked about positive or toxic positivity like if you're feeling like unlovable then you can go in and you can actually like think about you know the folks who are in your corner or think about things you love about yourself or whatever but you don't necessarily have to be like, well, somebody will love me one day. Like you also don't have to do that because that's still like you attaching the same thing just to another person in the future. If that makes sense. Like you still have to figure out where you can find that, where that opposite feeling can come from, like in the moment.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's, that's important. That's really how you do it. And don't be embarrassed. Like I feel a part of me even is like, yeah, y'all don't worry I don't be thinking like that all the time but it's okay to feel like that it's okay to have those negative thoughts that's why we're here to work through and grow through them so don't not do the work because it's embarrassing or it's hard to get through like that's how you actually get to the other side mm-hmm. and then uh, man again no shout out this week y'all gotta let us know what y'all working on mm-hmm. uh, so we can shout you out here we love shouting out amazing things that you're doing um, books that you're writing companies you know all of those things hit us up let us know at Carly's couch and then the question oh, I got a here. shout out
1: actually I'm yeah. sorry I, I
0: keep the seed funding or whatever
1: no okay no but <laughs> I guess it could. Um, we can we can add that in there um, that's not who I was thinking but um, that is a good shout out Donald Boom he during during the pandemic um, he started out boxed up um, and he went to ant also, so he's friends with a few of the friends, but um, it's pretty interesting because he allows people to go to the site and they can purchase like a package where it comes to you. Let's say if you want to grab a podcast or if you need to do an interview or whatever, um, you can choose the right package you need with the right cameras, lighting, mics, all the things, and they send it to you. So your webinars, your whatever you need to do from home or from wherever are just much more crisp and good and clearer. Um, and it's renting it. And so you're not always have, having to like buy stuff. So then you get it. Um, cool. They send you everything and you send it back. Um, I'd actually used it a couple of years ago with one of my clients in DC when we were uh, filming. What was it? It wasn't, yeah, kind of like a course, I guess, but she was doing something around real estate. And so she got the stuff sent to her house. We set it up, did it. So you had all the good cameras and everything. Um, and so, yeah, they they have been doing some fund, fundraising um, and they have been backed by Slossman & Co and I think a few other investors as well. Uh, so they just raised 2.3, I believe, in funding and probably still growing from there. So um, shout out to Donald and his team uh, for the work that they're doing there, which goes to show that when you develop a company and a brand around a specific need that you see, that um, makes life easier for other people. Um, you know, that's always something good to get behind.
0: Them. yeah so check them out we will link them in the shout out and yeah sorry that wasn't who you were thinking about but i saw <laughs> and got so hyped I was well, like, that's a good one though about yeah that's so cool um and then also shout out to kareem and foster and co for you know investing money in great companies then our question of the week this week is do you have an internal monologue like do you have an internal
1: monologue of course i'm always talking and i'm always as i'm talking like judging and assessing those thoughts to try to make them more neutral or make them easier for me to deal with do you hear
0: your voice like in your head or a voice or do you just have the thoughts
1: mm, it's my voice so it doesn't okay. feel like it's another person in there
0: yeah well I saw a tiktok <laughs> that this this lady like said that you know not everybody actually has internal monologues but I did research and there's like you know a percentage of the population of people who don't have those thoughts or hear a voice or things in their head and I think that that's crazy because I do and I thought everybody did so I thought it was interesting but the the difference like I don't hear my voice in my head it's just like I know my thoughts but I don't hear my voice and that might sound weird Mm -hmm. but yeah I definitely talk to myself all day I talk to myself more than talk to anybody else uh in my head and mostly out loud I feel like most people do (laughs) but I I thought it was interesting to find out that some people actually don't I didn't even know that was possible but Mm. (laughs) so so everybody was like so what do you hear and people on TikTok TikTok probably some you know fucking around but we're saying like oh um you know I I just don't have thoughts in between things that I'm talking I'm like that's mind-blowing to me
1: Mm. yeah and I wonder if they don't have it if they're not aware of it per se because um, I know that inner voice is definitely a thing, like even with um, Michael Singer, like that's once he realized that he had that voice in his head, like mm. his whole life mission, that's why he started like meditating and living in the woods and all those things is because his whole mission was like, how do I quiet this voice? Um, and then like, of course, as he goes through his his journey, he recognizes that it's not necessarily about quieting it, but, you know, aligning and all the, the other things um, and recognizing who that voice is, which is not necessarily always representative of you um but it's definitely definitely there
0: yeah i wonder if they just don't have it and i didn't know that about him so that's cool Hmm. great great ponderances um Mm -hmm. let us hit us at carly's couch let us know about your internal monologue, things you might have learned from this episode and also things you might be interested in hearing or i guess you want to see on the vouch toodaloo (laughs) Vaya. <laughs>